0: Hearing the sound of the chanting, we pick up that practice of making sound. Uh, know how it happens. We don't really have to think about it, but if you get the feeling for it, the way your body breathes in, and uh, chanting becomes more comfortable as your body learns to regulate the breath flow through these inner chambers, which is the begins with the abdomen, which does the operates the power of it. And then the chest which opens then takes that up to your throat and the throat closes slightly in different degrees to form these vowel sounds, these open vowel sounds with a different pitch Then coming up into your mouth and the tongue, mouth shaping the sound and the mouth forming the consonants, the sharp sounds that cut and regulate the vowel sounds. Mm -hmm. and Listening to that with your ears, listening in with it and getting a feeling for how that sound and the breath and the movement of the body all run together and uh, also how it's part of the group. My voice may not be you know, particularly good in the, uh, in the classical sense of the word, but it's, uh, it's still doing the same thing. Nobody chants through the ears, they chant through them, <laughs> or chants with their eyes comes through the body Uh, and there's this uh, connection between hearing without having to really think much about it. You hear the sound and your body tries to somehow make that same sound and you couldn't really work that out as an idea but you, you do it naturally hear the sound and you, something in you knows that, how that sound occurs and you generally get pretty close to it with your own voice you listen more deeply the closer it gets to the sound that everybody else is making this is, it, how little you have to really think about the sound, making the sound another kind of intelligence going on there somewhere isn't there moderating your breath and your throat and you know how it knows how to do it this is both a a relief and we don't have to concern ourselves too much with the sound Mm -hmm. and also um, something to notice breathing itself is like that In a way, it's mentally very little little effort in it. The effort is to study it, to sense it, how it's happening. And to withdraw from useless thoughts. which takes a bit of effort, strange enough, even though they're useless. (laughs) Uh, They're not relevant right now anyway. It's to withdraw from that and place your thinking mind right at the beginning of making a word. Sound will happen just by moderating your throat, but then get the specific words. When it's to place a kind of thought, not not a terribly complicated thought, but just the you know, that 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 word, bud, buddho buddo, buddo. So, so just notice what happens when you do that slowly. There's a space in your mind, and then there's a slight thought contracts to make specific mm, put, place it there you're listening to that the mind lifts so if you're thinking mind first it could be anything and then it narrows and picks up a particular word and there's a certain tightening of the mind onto a word that's vitakka places it you lift as you chant listening to everyone else lift your mind your thinking mind your attention onto the beginning of a word and you you can keep doing that after a while you don't really need to look at the book anymore and actually strangely enough I always found the best way to learn chanting is through the ears, not through the eyes. It's slightly precarious because you don't know, you so so rely upon the word, looking at the book. But if you look at the book too much, you don't get the sound. You don't get the right tone because you're engrossed and you also get this feeling of trying to get it right, which always creates a certain tension. So sometimes you just have to flow along and get it wrong. And, and you get occasional bits cut right. So, so, do, hooks. wait. You know, another bit that you get. So it's first of all patchy. But then it's, it's, it's surprising how through listening you fill in these gaps and you get used to that slightly embarrassing feeling of not knowing what, what you're doing. And, yeah, you don't know at first, but then if you stay with it, you'll gradually fill in. You'll gradually come together, and and there it is. That's how we learn to speak. Remember? You know, you didn't have a book. You didn't have a book of grammar, of vocabulary. You just started making sounds and listening to others and stumbling along, making the wrong sounds making the wrong words and gradually build up. And you didn't learn it from a book when you first learned to speak. So this learning system can occur just through the body, the throat, the mouth, the ears. And this means your thinking mind is free to just place itself to be placed at the beginning of words, and to uh, take in, absorb. This is vichara. Take in, linger. And as you're chanting, you may be, uh, you get some of these words seem very um, have a lovely feeling to them, particularly when you begin to understand what they mean. You can linger on the meaning of the word, let it come in. Essentially, the meaning is pretty much, however the detail is, it's Buddha Dharma Sangha, and <laughs> you, know, you can get it down to th- three, three notions. The first section, and you know, I mean, the rest of it, you can kind of, you you know what it means. <laughs> uh, Uh, what it means to you. And this is uh, the process of vichara. You use the word buddha, 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 And then what does those sounds evoke for you? <coughs> you get the sense of buddha. Mm-hmm. Awakened. calm, steady, compassionate, and the beauty of, of this is that you can more or less get your own meanings from that, I mean you, particularly the meaning that's right for you today could be just, you know, strong, bright, upright, guide, guide, someone who guide you, something that guides you guiding light you get these qualities dhamma, definite path, a certain sense of something you can rely on, sangha, commitment mm. working together so you can dwell upon these meanings when, you're, when the chanting stops but, uh, so this is vichara vitaka, vitaka, lift the mind, place it on uh, concept place it on a concept vichara linger linger on that concept let it, let it run through your heart tell you what's happening for when you run that idea through your heart hmm. it's literally you know, a way of um, aligning the heart to these qualities to these aspirations to these timeless spiritual reference points so that we're not aligning it to me, mine, what I'm not, what I am, what I did did, all this rather uh, obsessive mind states Mm -hmm. it's it's there to support Mm -hmm. And and if you you know, the chanting fades out. What, what do you pick up now? What, do you, what can you pick up and steady yourself around now? could be just the posture of the body, sitting like a Buddha. That straightness, that uprightness, that openness of the, of the torso. Buddha's never sitting crumpled up. upright and the head is straight forward so they were bowed over, straight, upright, just gently supporting the body in that posture and keep returning to it. Study how it works through using the lower back to, to support, to lift. Continuing the lifting, straightening, lengthening the spine up through the neck and head. So the throat is open. Chest is open. And Dhamma. Done with the process of nature as it's happening. And for this we'll, ch- we'll try a natural process, just the physical body, which is the process of nature. And then natural process, breathing in and out. Place your mind at the beginning, wherever you can find a breath, if it, once it begins. Now you may, as an idea, think, well, I'm always breathing, but a direct experience, you're not. You're not directly. You don't always feel it, but if you hold your body in a certain way, then you're more liable to feel it. Any of it, and wherever you feel it, beginning to brought, breathe breath in. Doesn't really matter where you feel it, but you start there. Place your attention there. How is that, Vitaka? Place, <laughs> lift your. Attentive mind to that place, to that point, to that moment. Linger, stay with it. How is it? it? It's a stream, isn't it? It's a stream. So letting that stream run through the mind. Of course, nobody gets it right first, but we begin in this faltering way. It's about there. Don't concern yourself too much about where it is in your body. Just notice it, the presence of it arising within your awareness. That moment when it arises in your awareness. Hmm. And let it stay within your awareness. Keep, and you do this by, how is this, how is this, how is this. And then it begins to fade out, getting, the inhalation fades out. And this openness, waiting for the exhalation. Be careful not to try to get it right, because you'll end up imposing a particular idea onto the breathing. Wait till you begin to sense and keep the mind open with that sense of vitaka, still waiting to place attention. Answer it mm. breathing out and how you know it. Place your attention there. Linger, how is this? Place it wherever it, whenever it starts in your awareness. In the chitta, wherever the chitta is being touched by it. Whenever, wherever, however, feels like this. Now, so you're getting the direct here and now felt impression of it, stay with the stream of that, linger, how is this, how is this, Mm. till it finishes, and wait, how do you learn to wait? generally you probably have to pin your mind open so it doesn't just rush off into discursive thoughts so maybe when you get to the weight point you just focus on simple grounded sense of body could be the earth element the sense of solidity if you're pinning your attention onto the physical physicality of the body you're aware of the you know the upright posture how that is the sense of it the firmness of it so it holds your mind open from speculating and pondering you hold that and within that you'll begin to sense again breathing arising pin your mind on that how is that how is that So there's both a a kind of a narrowing of attention onto a specific point, but it's not so, it's not uh, so, it's a a sharpness that's not affected by anxiety or pressure. It's just a sensitivity, rather like something is running through your hand. And without closing your hand, You can just sense the particular, like a thread running across your fingers. You don't have to clench it because your sensitivity can feel the direct touch of that breathing. So it's, you could say it's narrow in that it's directed to a particular process, but it's also open in that you're aware of how, you know, the effects of it. Now thinking mind finds that difficult, but the body finds it relatively easy. That's the way the body operates. It's aware both of a particular location, point or a particular local experience. And it's aware of that within the background. So for example, if you're having a thread drawn through your hand and your hand is relaxed open, you can both feel the running of the thread across your hand and you're aware of the background quality of the hand this is how the body operates it, that's just its nature it senses if it's in a relaxed state it senses the local feeling and it senses the overall quality at the same time mm-hmm. so it's just imagine running a thread over your hand as you breathe in and out, your mind is both open, vichara, how is this, and local, vitaka, this particular point, this point within a wide field. That helps to give us perspective. How is this particular sensation affecting the larger background, the resonance of it? This process, Vitaka Vichara, supports the quality of the breathing to resonate through the body, even though the breathing in one way is only a quite a you know, a minimal thread of sensation. If your mind, if you're practicing it in this way, you experience the resonance of the energy running through the body. It's not a powerful sensation, it's a certain brightness, certain sensitivity. Mm. Another analogy you can use, imagine something like listening to an orchestra, and you can hear one instrument, say a violin, and you can hear all the other instruments as well. But you can pick up that one sound, that one instrument within the range of it, and you can sense the skill in which that one instrument fits in with the others, or you can hear one voice fitting into a, 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 a musical band that's playing. You both hear the rhythm and the sound of the instruments and you hear the voice. And it's, the, it's often this blending of the two that creates the particular richness of the, of the music. This is harmony. Now, as we chant, we're hearing our own voice, but we're also hearing it within the larger... Context of the voice of everyone else. That's harmony. So this can be done. The visual consciousness generally finds that more difficult unless your visual consciousness is pretty open. Yeah. Now, clearly, no one actually sees their breath with an eye. But often we use that metaphor of watching the breath ok if that's the way it is for you then you can imagine say you know standing somewhere and looking over a, a panorama a landscape and you're noticing say you know one tree blowing in the wind within the landscape so you see the whole thing and you see this one thing operating within that moving within that what counts is if, we, if we're too close our attention is too close then we only see the one tree but we don't necessarily see the wider field of it and then the mind is slightly uh, loses context and we don't get the effect of the energy of the breath travelling through the entire body we tend to focus on sensation rather than energy. And sensation, focusing on sensation in breathing in and out, is you can you can do that, but you're going to find at a certain point as the breathing calms down, the sensations begin to be very subtle or even disappear. But if you sense the energy that comes with breathing, that doesn't disappear, in fact it becomes brighter and steadier even as the coarse breath, that's the sensation breath begins to fade out. You get a sense of an unbroken bright energy, slightly slightly moderating in terms of inhalation and exhalation. So you may even think the breathing has stopped. Of course it hasn't or it's got very subtle but the energy, is now bright and that uh, gives rise to a lot of happiness in the heart now if we're too narrow focus we don't get the, the, the feeling of the energy the sense of the energy also the mind doesn't get happy it doesn't get this warm happy experience because it's, it's too tight There needs to be a certain expansiveness which is conducive to an emotional mood of feeling happy, bright, uplifted. This occurs because when the energy of the the breathing travels through the body, the body feels bright. (laughs) And so if the mind picks that up, the mind feels bright. And happy. And that is and that's considered a very important quality, uh, one, of the, one of the qualities the Buddha determined and pointed to for deepening into samadhi. The mind has to feel this sense of a, being piti. And nature of piti is it's a happiness that lifts you up. It's like a happiness that occurs, almost <clears throat> I liken it to say, you know, when, if you're in a, in a boat and you gradually push the boat from the beach into the water, there's a point at which the water lifts the boat. First of all, you have to push it in, across the sand, and then the point at which the water lifts the boat, the boat lifts, and it says, oh, this is Piti. And it's a slightly uh, exhilarating uh, quality because it's not arrived at through the mind pinning something, it's arrived at through the mind being open to it. How can the mind be open and focused at the same time? Well, because that's (laughs) if if you sense what the body is doing in breathing and out, that's possible. If you try to think about it, it's difficult. But if you're just contented to place your attention onto the breathing as it's happening in the body, you'll feel the overall sense of the body and then this ripple running through it. Now your vitaka is on the running through, that which runs through, and the vichara is feeling the rippling effect the shimmering effect, the subtle sensitivities of energy that run through the body with breathing in and out. So these two work together and uh, the nature of this is they satisfy the mind. The mind has got something to hold on to, it's a thread, It's 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 not a point, it's a thread, so the mind has to hold it in a way that you'd hold a thread not too tight because you want to let it run but not too loose, otherwise you don't get it. It's a kind of suitable holding, which we call mindfulness, holding it. And uh, so it gives the mind something to, you know, attend to, so it's not lost. Uh, Something to keep returning to, so it does get lost, how to pick the thread up again. And also something to feel... Gladdened by a lovely, refreshing energy running through, so the mind is satisfied because it's 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 given pleasant experience, and, and it can that's free. <laughs> happens by itself. So in this way, then naturally this supports concentration, because you know. The mind is satisfied, it steadies into that. And the body teaches us. It teaches that it's the right kind of attention. We didn't necessarily know what attention was, or the fullness of it, or the skill of it. We knew how to to read a book, but we didn't know how to get the full meaning of it and the ease of it, how to let it come, how to uh, let it affect the mind, makes the mind more harmonious, happier, brighter. This is the right kind of attention. And we learn. So as a learner, one follows, one's intention is to follow, pick up the thread, follow, follow. Pick it up again. you're getting too nervous, too tense, just relax, get the tone right, return to the proper tone of the practice. And when your heart is steady again, pick up the thread, meditation.